Yeah. And that's where my faith, uh, I had to learn how to develop my faith because it's my faith that has allowed me to be able to do what I have done and what mm -hmm. I'm, I'm capable of doing. It was mm -hmm. not, it didn't have to do with anything else. It was just my faith. And right. so and that's why and I'm maturing each and every day. And I have always said that I am never going to grow too old to stop learning. This week, part two with my mother-in-law, Jacqueline Townsell, is so incredible, the conversation that we have. It really is something to listen to a woman who's 86 years old, black female from the United States, and all the life things that she's experienced and the lessons she has to share based upon her reflections and life experiences. It really is something that is so prevalent today with all the things that we're witnessing on a day in and day out basis in the news and in our society. I really look forward to you listening in and hearing what you have to think. Tune in, hold on, grab a seat, lean in, join us around the campfire. I can't wait for you to hear part two. So, and for you, over all those years, you became, you know, part of the bank, you became an officer of the bank. Um, you stayed in Texas, between San Antonio. Eventually, you moved up to Houston, right? Eventually. Yeah, I didn't move to Houston until after I had uh, uh, retired. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I, as a matter of fact, when I retired, remember, I retired in 1993. I didn't move to Houston then. I moved to South Carolina. I moved to Charleston, South Carolina, because I lived in Charleston for five and a half years. And by that time, the children were real. They were already established. So. Right. And I didn't know you then. I matter of fact, mm -hmm. I must have met you right after you moved back to Texas. Back we to met Texas. in 1999. Right. Uh-huh. Well, I, then the reason that, uh, that I made the choice to move to South Carolina was my sister lived in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I really and truly from because remember, I went in the military when I was 18 years old. So my siblings, I didn't know anything about my siblings. And I didn't want to go back to Virginia to live, but South Carolina was close enough because it's only 300 and some miles from South Carolina, from uh, Charleston to back to my hometown, Richmond, because everybody lives in Richmond now. And that's when I made the decision to move back. And then... I, the only time I lived with my mom was the time when I lived on the plantation. I only my, I only lived with my mother for four years before I went in the military. Because, see, my grandparents raised me. And may I ask why your mom wasn't raising you? My mother, did not, right, Go ahead, I'm sorry. My, my mother did not raise me because my stepfather did not want me. Uh, I never got the true story, uh, Felicia, of what of my birth, okay. But I, evidently when I was born, my mother was married to my stepfather. 
And so evidently I must was a product of an affair. So he never, ever wanted me. So that's how come my grandmother and my grandfather raised me. I was raised with my aunts and my uncles. And then were your brothers and sisters, all of the 10, including the two stillborn, were they all from the same man? From the they, same were, they, were, they were all, uh-huh, they were all from, from my stepfather. Yeah. And no, I, I, take, I take that back. There's one, another sister who, who died here a couple of years ago. She was also a, a, a child that evidently uh, my mother had an affair and had her. But uh, and another family took her. She was raised by another family in the county. Yeah. So being with your mom for those only four years of your life up to a certain point in time, how, how was that relationship for you? How did you feel about her? Well, you know what? I had been loved so much. I had so much love from my grandparents, my grandfather, and my grandmother, and my aunt and uncles, uh, they, they were like my sisters and brothers more than aunts and uncles. So I, had, I, I didn't miss out on anything. And, and, I'm, and I'm gonna tell you the reason why, because when I did go to live with my mother, my stepfather couldn't stand me. But you know what? Uh, with the mindset that I had, I said, you know what, tit for tat, I can't stand you either. But I'm not going anywhere right now. That's it. <laughs> okay. That's, that, that was just the point. And before he died, before he died, he, came, he told me one day, he says, and he never apologized for what, the way that he was. But he told me, he says, I look at you now and see what you have done with your life. And I'm really proud of you. And so I said, crazy. I said, and I, oh, I thank you. But come to find out his, his children, he had messed up over their lives so badly that all of them, every one of them, disliked him to a certain point. And that's when I thought, Lord, I am so grateful that mm -hmm. I had grandparents who raised mm -hmm. me and loved me. Mm -hmm. And so I have no regrets whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I got to meet my father when I was in the military. I had come home for a day pass and I needed a ride back. I don't know how he found out about it because my aunt's husband, Sammy, used to always take me back across the river. And he came and said, I heard that you, uh, you need to get back to the base. I would like to take you. And that's when he began to tell me that, you know, I'm your father. And I, I, somebody had told me, as a matter of fact, they had done it in such a way that it was so ugly. But you have to, I was a child, honey, that had a mind. <laughs> I had a mind of my own, okay? <laughs> now, you know, you, you, you develop this, uh, uh, what, I don't know what you would call it, but I would say, you know, I know who I am and I don't give a hoot whether you care or not. That's just the way it is. 
Well, it's tenacity and it is clarity and it is knowing in your heart who you are right. and that nobody's going to take your flame out or down okay. no matter what, no matter how many times they try or how many challenges. And that's an interesting thing because I find, JT, that some of the greatest, most gracious, most biggest hearted people that I know, including you, and this is going to sound weird, but including myself. Come on, that's all right. Come on. Um, go through some really crazy uh, uh, moments in time that when people, you know, I mean, I, I'd even say right now I'm at this crux of the, my, my, you know, like I love like this, doing this with you mm -hmm. to me is like, the most amazing opportunity to create connection, conversation, share this conversation with people. Nobody's holding a gun to my head. Nobody's paying me to do this. I'm right. doing this because I'm passionate about people. This is what I've always been ever since I was a little girl, curious by nature, not in a snoopy way, in a really like open my eyes, open my heart and share it with the world kind of a way because I think your story is important. And this is why I love talk shows when I was a little girl. I love right. entertainment. I love learning. I love yeah. entertainment. But I love people to the core. What I also think on the other side of loving people that I think is so nutty is how extraordinarily challenging human beings can be to one another. Yes. And painfully destructive that's, to one that's another. Very, that's very true. And how, I mean, as we sit here and talk, we know of a war going on abroad, you know, between the Ukraines and the Russians. We know that in our conversation that you, in, in 80 plus years of life, You've lived through civil rights, women's rights, voting rights, oh, yes. you know, working, ability to work and have your own name and your own paycheck and your own, your own home, you know, have, have your own bank accounts, um, education, you know, segregation, uh, um, you know, just like the, the excuse me, the toilet paper roll list goes on and how people can be so fearful and insecure that they have to actually spew their toxicity onto the next human being who might just be light and grace. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and it baffles me daily and never should because at this point I should be like, well, of course, and I might be, but at the same time, it's like, you just want to go in and go, excuse me, and I'm going to say this and forgive me, what the fuck? Sincerely, who the heck do you think you are that that's okay? And it's not a judgment. It's a question. It's a question of humanity. And I get that why waste one's time and why waste one's energy and forge ahead and God knows I've done it. 
You All know right. that about me. I know yeah. that about you. We're two separate generations. We have different life stories, but a lot of, you know, we're, we're interconnected, we're family, we're, you know, all the things. And, um, and it still makes me go, you know, and, and I've said this and I see this in my industry, you can show up being kind, responsible, gifted, willing, capable, a value, uh -huh. appreciative, or, 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 or appreciate the opportunity and still can get backhanded. Yes, you can. Sense? Oh, yes, because I've experienced it, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I want to, you know, it's not about talking about a negative, it's talking about reality of how one does make a conscious choice to keep getting up against all odds and to not let those energies get in your way and what mindset and belief systems it takes because um you know we don't we don't we don't I don't know that we get to choose who we're born to or how we're born or what we're born like and where we're born. Um, but it's what we do while we're here in this right. illusion of who yeah. we are, right? What we right. do with that, how much does it really matter? Does it matter? I don't know. We're both women of belief and 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 that's a philosophical question you know i know i made it i know i made an unconscious decision that i wasn't conscious of until years after that when my father and mother broke up and all the things happened with the family business and my father died i know that i didn't know then but i realized years and years later that i must have unconsciously made a decision at that time, at 15 years of age, right. what's the point if everything can just be pulled out from under? Now, with that said, I still said to my mom, you better get me out of here if I'm going to become something. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So I did ask for another chance uh, within that year. And God love her when at 42, she, I don't even know how she was keeping it together against all odds she somehow found me the way to get away and uh -huh. get an education that I could get finance to go get and 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 go forward through uh -huh. through those struggles but I have been a successful kid just like yourself I was well read I was you know getting a great education I was doing well in school I was doing well in all my supporting things but I made a decision at that moment with all the things that went down. I didn't know anybody had gone through those things. That's not a victim statement. I just didn't know anybody. I didn't That's know right. anybody I could turn to. Right. I mean, I don't even think my grandparents as stable and foundational as they were in our lives even knew what to say and do because they hadn't gone through those things that I, that I was aware of. And all I'm saying is life is about a series of events and then you have to make a decision and then you have to put your mind to it and That's then you have it. to go forward and you, no matter who comes at you or what comes at you, you have to keep going, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to get back up. 
I'm going to get back up and prove and be of inspiration and empower and, and be the example. Again, this is why I started this podcast. Because my story is no different than your story. Your story is no different than mine. Different time, different place, different events. But we all have a story of examples to show that you, that if I did it, you too can do it. If I got through it, you too can get through it. And that's big, big, big on my 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 uh, platform of you know, how I choose to teach. You know, some people just blatantly say they're a coach or some people just blatantly say they're a healer or some people just blatantly say that they stand up in front on top on a pulpit. This is my pulpit for no better term of bringing people together to show what they've overcome, to show what they succeeded in, but to hear the whole backstory because it's not just, you know, diamonds and flowers and, you know, yachts and whatever. That's just not life. It may be part of the benefits of somebody's life, but but you don't know the whole story of how they arrived at, at whatever those great things are. And greatness comes in all different shapes and sizes and all different things for each and every person. Do you not agree? I, I, I agree. It definitely does. Is it, uh, uh, we use the term of, of uh, those dashes in, the, in, in between, the, the beginning and the end. There's a whole lot of stuff that happens during that time. Right. <laughs> That's where the oh, content yeah. is. That's, what, that's, that's where the it. story is. That's it. Yeah, it's not the award you're winning on a red <laughs> carpet. <laughs> it's, no. it's, so to speak, as an illustration. Yeah, it's not the, the book signing deal. It's all of the things that led up to you, you know, take grinding <laughs> through a lot of rejection, a lot of being, I don't like using the term beaten up, but, you know, scraping your knees. How about that? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the oh, yeah. to get get past your own because it takes this to me this is the strongest muscle is the mind it is because that's where it all starts yeah that's it really it does starts. it really does i know that you are um you know certainly a, a devout practitioner of your religion and your belief in god yes i am yes i yeah. am and I, that was developed, that has developed over the years, but I, the uh, foundation came from my grandparents. Got it. Uh -huh. and, and that's what I was going to ask you, was it, um, how much was that in your childhood versus how much it was developed over time? Well, it was everything because I, honey, I was in church every Sunday, in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Not only that, we were in church during the week, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, I said when I said that when I get old enough to get out into the world and I can make my own decisions, I will never, ever go to Sunday school again. Okay? Ah. <laughs> oh, yes. And why, and why but, did you make that decision? Because you were always there? I was always there, okay? Yeah. But, yeah. but after some some other things that happened in my life and and I began to mature okay 
I found out that that was the best place for me because it was a learning experience, even mm -hmm. in the church. That was when I learned about the church and what the church was all about. That was Sunday school. Yeah. And that's where my faith, I, I had to learn how to develop my faith because it's my faith that has allowed me to be able to do what I have done and what mm -hmm. I'm, I'm capable of doing. It was mm -hmm. not, it didn't have to do with anything else. It was just my faith. And right. so and that's why and I'm maturing each and every day. And I have always said that I am never going to grow too old to stop learning. Right. I'm, I'm always teachable. I'm 86 and I'm still teachable, okay? Because I still don't know everything. As a matter of fact, sometimes I think I don't know nothing compared to what I need to know. But uh, it's but that my grandparents, that that was from them. That was a foundation from them. Because see, my mother never went to church like I like my grandparents did, and and uh, the children never went to church. And before my mom died, you know, I had to, I, uh, she lived with me those five years, five and a half years in Charleston. That was when I really began to know her. I got to really and truly know her. And then what happened when I uh, left Charleston and she, we, we, as a matter of fact, I was getting ready to uh, come to, out to California to start living with Randy. Mm -hmm. And Kathy found out and she said, oh, no way possible. You're going to have to do spend, spend six months between us. You spend six months with me and six months with him. And my mom and uh, ran here and said, bring grandma with you. Well, we made a trip out there. We made a trip with my mother to see if she would consider moving to California. But we got stuck on the freeway right outside of Palm Springs. Oh, my we gosh. We sat on the freeway for three and a half hours and we were nowhere close to an exit. Okay. It must've been an accident. It had, had to have been a, a fatal accident that had happened. And she was sitting in the back seat of the car and she says, is it, is it like this all the time? I, I said, mama, I don't know. I've only just visited out here. I have no idea. Well, she made the decision from that day before we even got settled in Los Angeles that she wasn't coming out there. So that's when I took her back to Virginia. And then I started to back in the, the six months back and forth. But some things came up with the family members that she was living with. And I had to go. And I, as a matter of fact, I went back to Virginia State seven months with her. I, I packed up and, and rented a house, my cousin's house with her. And I, what, I'll never forget one, one morning it, it, uh, it just came over me. Why am I doing this? Mm. What has she done for me? Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? Mm. But, uh, by the grace of God, I had to, I, I captured that thought and I threw it away. I said, because she's my mom, because I found out that my mother was the most humble, precious, sweetest, compassionate person that I could have ever known. Because she was always taking care of somebody and she had had a rough life. And she stayed married to my stepfather for 50 some years. And I remember asking her, how did you do that? Mm -hmm. And what was her answer? Uh, she said, 
I, I, I just knew that was just something I had to do. But in the meantime, like I said, when I went in, I had to go to Virginia and get her and I brought her to Texas with me. And she, she didn't want to come, but she, the situation at home was she couldn't handle that anymore. And yeah. so I, I brought her to Texas with me. And that's when I found out that she really and truly had not been going to church. She had not, her faith hadn't, had not, had not matured like mine because she had not had the teachings because mm -hmm. we are taught, we are taught this. And then we, we have to receive it and know what to do with it and, and allow our faith to grow by the things that we experience in our lives. And she hadn't done it. But in, she only lasted two months. But in those two months, I got to uh, uh, have time with her, spent time with her. And, and, and uh, we, we became so very, very close. And I know when she, when she passed away from this earth, because she was very, very confused about, about uh, church. Mm -hmm. She really through because she had gotten, she had gotten into uh, another, uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? She had gotten into another denomination. Mm -hmm. We were I, we were raised Baptist, but she had gotten mm -hmm. into another denomination, and she was so confused because she had a basic knowledge of church, but she had never yeah. uh, followed through with it. And yeah. and but when we began to talk, and uh, they, it was it was God who allowed me to be able to come with her, and we began to come together. Um, what church was all about, what religion, what our, what our faith is all about, because that's what it is. And before she left this earth, I know that she had come to really and truly know who God is in her life. Because my mother, my mother had a hard life. Uh, I mean, a hard life. I had an uncle who was in the Navy for 30 years. And she, he never married. He never got married. But when he died, that's when she discovered that he had made her the beneficiary of his retirement, an annuity. She got an annuity for 22 years from him because when he would go home on leave, because he was out at sea, he was out, he was on the ship the whole time that he was in the Navy. Mm -hmm. But when he would come home, he had to make sure that he would always have money to get back to his ship and mm -hmm. he would give it to my mother. And my mother would keep it until it was time for him to go back. And he saw what a hard life that she had and how honest that she was. So he had set this annuity up for her, which she got for 22 solid years. And then he had an insurance that she, he, she also got. And, and it gave her a much, much better life because my mother had never really worked. She had never had a job outside of the, the house. Yeah. And, 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 she, and she began to have a good life because those five and a half years that we lived in, in Charleston, we had a good relationship. We had an awesome relationship. And I was just so thankful to God about that. And then I was thankful to God that she was with me when she passed. Yeah. Because I, I found her dead in her bed. She had put one foot on the floor and a bed, her bathroom was right across the hall from her bedroom and she was getting ready to go to the bathroom. And she had, uh, and we did not know that she had heart, a heart condition and she died. 
And I always shut down during the night. And this particular night, I got up, go to the bathroom, and because I, I lived, we lived in a townhouse, and I always came downstairs. But it was a landing there with three steps, and then there was a landing, and then there was about another eleven steps down. And when I got to the landing, for some reason or other, I just stopped. But then I continued on, and when I got into her room, that's where I found her. She was on her way to the bathroom. I think that, um, you know, as you're sharing this story, that what, what a great gift it was for you to have this full circle yes. uh, from the time you were born, being given away, so to speak, meaning to your grandparents to raise you, not being raised by her, but to be able to have this completion in your lives together okay. as mother and daughter and you might have even reversed roles at some point, you yes. know, as this happens. Um, but to have that that real that gift to for one another to be able to uh, have each other to be together to complete that relationship to feel whole and complete. I can't speak for you, but I would imagine that was was something for both of you to be able to experience that you didn't have that opportunity experience. I'm sure as a mother who had just had you as a child, never wanted to, you know, not raise you. Yeah, I, I, and I, I figured that out. I, I figured that out over the years, because like I said, for those, for those four years that I had spent with her before uh, I, 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 she came to live with me, I had figured her out already what a compassionate person that she was. Mm -hmm. But she lived with a man who was just totally, uh, he, 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 he was just who he was. Plus he had had an automobile accident that had affected his life so that it had, had affected his mental state as well. And he had to be put in a mental institution for about mm -hmm. two or three years. Uh-huh. And when he, but he, it didn't help him any because when he came out of the mental institution, he was even meaner than what he was when he went in. And that's what happened to his children. His children got the brunt of all of that. But see, I missed it because I left and went in the military. Yeah. And, the, uh, and the sister that I was telling you about that lived in Charleston, she, she I'm 18 years old, years older than she is. And she had, and as a matter of fact, I, uh, my mother delivered her at, in the bathroom and I was down at the big house working that day when the children came running down there to tell me that my mother was on the bathroom and the, and the baby was in the, it was in the commode. And I had to come home and get her out because my, my stepfather was just going crazy, running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And I told him, come over here, let's get this baby out of this commode. And she, I got to got to know her for a couple of years, and she got attached to me. And she, I didn't know it for years that she thought that when I left, I had abandoned her. Oh. I never knew it. Never, never did know it because she was so young when I left. Yeah. But the children, all of them, the boys, because it was two. It was two. I had. Uh, three brothers. It was three boys and uh, my other, it was eight of us uh, all together. It was five of us. 
And I never knew that she felt that way until years later, until years later. But those children, they had gone through some stuff themselves. It really and truly is. And my children, when my, my children visited there, they experienced some of it. Yeah. And Kathy, Kathy re- definitely remembers it. And, uh, but, it, but like I said, it, that's just the way it happened. Yeah. But again, I think that for all of the misunderstandings or the, you know, and, the, and it's a perfect example of where we get our communication skills from. Mm-hmm. from our foundation of how we've been raised. I think we take this forward into our all aspects of our lives. And unless we choose consciously to change that for the better, um, you know, and I think, I think in your own, in your own path, that was again, consciously or unconsciously a goal of yours. What, you know, why you kept, reincarnating so so to speak and evolving but yet to your true core were the sweet compassionate empathetic person you were you got to see who you came from that was exactly that as well right and why you are who you are so that being your truth your foundation and it's interesting because through all of your journey you know starting as a young girl and becoming a young woman and a mother and, you know, going through your, your divorce and, and going through your evolution of your career and then retirement and your moves throughout the South um, and being that you've been in Texas, you know, since your retirement base and since going forward, um, you certainly have seen a lot. You've seen history in its own way, not repeating itself, but, having its own secular kind of events, you know, whether it's, again, through the 60s, seeing all these right 60s and 70s, all these things being fought for that were overcome, whether, whether it was your belief system or not, but hopefully for greater rights for humanity, for Blacks, for women, for a life of, of possibilities. And then to see more recent times with, you know, black, you know, through this pandemic, through Black Lives Matter, through, again, women's rights being challenged. Again, you don't have to believe that. And I don't know your beliefs on this. And, and, but, you know, I believe personally that women should have the right to make a choice. This is not a religious statement. This is just a right to our bodies to make a choice because we have, we're faced with so much stuff. I also think women should have the right to have their own lifestyle and have their career. And yet also hopefully have the miracle of having children if they want them and hopefully having healthy relationships, whether they're marriages, whether they're same-sex marriages, not same-sex marriages, all the things, that's a lot of stuff. And, And it's enough for us all to just get to life in a, happy, healthy way. So my point to your question, my question that I'm leading up to is, as a woman who's lived now eight decades plus, you know, you're in your eighth decade of life, and all the challenges you've been faced with, and your beliefs, you know, in God, and your practice, um, you've seen greed, you've seen 
you've seen people be treated well, you've seen people not treated well. You know, what what is your what is your takeaway and what would be your message that you would want to, you know, share from your perspective of what matters and what's important um, and how you would like to see humanity in this planet going forward being able to you know what what they can what 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 you would want to incite as a woman of your of of being 86 at this point what you've seen well uh, let, me, let me go back to my faith and my belief in god because that's who i believe in okay i believe in him but i do not believe that i am god and i think that what has happened uh, a lot of the, with all of these situations, the things that you're talking about, women's rights and this and that and the other, it, we have to remember uh, God speaks about a whole lot of things because I read the Bible constantly. I've been studying it for a number of years and that's how my, my faith has begun to, to, it began to evolve and I'm beginning to become mature in it. And I also have learned that God is the head. And, and this is my thinking and my belief that he is the head of everything. And he put each and every one of us on this earth to do certain things. But there are certain things that's left up to God when it comes to women and their rights and what they can do. They have a choice. There's a choice. We each and every one of us have been given a free uh, free will, okay, as to say it. And it's determined by what God's word has said about it. But we're trying to take on God. We're trying to, as, as people, carnal, we, 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 we're trying to take on God's, God's position, in other words, and we cannot do that. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, and I believe in him and I believe in Jesus, but there are certain things that we cannot do. And it's still left up to you. It's still left up to me. We have the free will to make the decision. And then if there's a consequence with it, which a lot of times it is a consequence with it, guess what? We have to learn to bear the consequence. But we have got to stop trying to do what we were never, ever given the, the basics to do. So more specifically, like use an example that comes to mind, if I may. Say, say for instance, you were a tenacious young woman. You had a desire to get out. You had a desire to travel. You had a desire to have a career. You had a desire to originally be in the medical field. And a lot of that materialized in its own organic sort of way. Um, and some of those things, you know, caused it to, like there was some struggle and there was a lot of great um, rewards for your choices. Um, so, you know, for women at large, who in many cases have to be breadwinners, in many cases are single moms, in many cases have been up against some, um, crazy struggles through, you know, uh, 
whether it's abusive relationships or yeah. affairs or 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 socioeconomics or discrimination you know um not every woman you know is could say oh my god i'm going to be a survivor of domestic violence or oh my god i'm going to be a single mother i never saw that coming or oh my god i never thought that um while being pregnant, I'd have to make a choice to um, make a decision based on what I'm being faced with. Um, you know, and as a woman who is is devout, who has, you know, learned over time your commitment and what have you and your beliefs are your beliefs, how do you, what do, what do you, you know, if you were counseling a, a woman or women through these things, what would you find yourself saying to them? Well, first of all, I, uh, I am a true believer in follow your mind and your heart. That's, that's one thing. Now, uh, because I am a Christian and I believe in, in, in God and what God's word says, and I believe in Jesus, I will not push that on anybody body yeah okay I, that that's not up to me to do that yeah and but I, as woman I, I, to woman like woman, woman to yeah. woman like what you do with me because you know we believe different beliefs and what right. have you but you've right. always been very endearing to me and very much a listener and so forth and we may not agree to agree but you still very much are present with me yeah as i'm sure oh. you are with many and, and and that's and that's exactly what I do. I I I I I'm not one to condemn. I'm not one to condemn anybody for anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to understand. People go through things. Something and, and they go through a lot of stuff that you have no idea about. And you could possibly, if you had to think about you going through that, it 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 would be horrifying and you have to always remember what that person has gone through and how they have been able to deal with it. My thing is, is to always be there to listen to that person, to hear what it is they have to say, to give them comfort. Okay. Speak comforting words to them. Let them know that there's somebody there who cares about them but not trying to push something down your throat. That's a great lesson. And also to let you know that you love more than you could ever know. That's and, a great and, lesson. And, and let be led by what your heart tells you. And, and, and it, all of us, we know right from wrong and always try to do the right thing. And let me ask you something. So you talk about listening and you talk about comforting and you talk about love and, and let's say somebody does share with you something and, and in your comforting and in your listening and in your loving, you also share, you know, right some of your yeah. insight and it doesn't get received and it, and it creates friction unbeknownst to you. Cause that wasn't where you were coming from. What mm -hmm. do you say to that? 
as as a woman who's lived life? Well, well let me tell you this. If you, you put it out there, okay? <laughs> That's all I can tell you. You put it out there from your standpoint of view, what you have uh, have learned and what you are thinking. And then you let that individual decide whether they're going to accept it or not. And guess what? Move on. Because don't allow anybody else get in your space. Okay. That's going to hinder you from doing what you need to do as long as it is, is the right thing. I had to learn that the hard way. I was always struggling with what somebody else was going through and this and that and the other and all of that. And then I finally decided, okay, I have spoken and I have given examples of how I have received, how I have come through things, but you still want to hang on to what's going on with you and you're always the victim because I got some family members that are still victims. Yeah. And, and, but uh, Felicia, we all have to grow. We have to become mature. We can't stay babies always. And we always need to have the desire to want to grow, to be, to do better, to be better. And there are going to be uh, roadblocks. There are going to be obstacles. And, uh, and, and in God's word, his word says that we're going to have trouble. There's trouble always, as long as we live on this earth. So you either learn how to deal with it, or you just keep messing up. And that's just it. And the, and the decision is yours, because you still have the ability to have free will. You can choose to do it right, or you can choose to do it wrong. Yeah. But the choice is yours. Yeah. And that, and that everybody is going to, uh, you're not going to be everybody's favorite person and you're not always going to align and you always, no, no, that's not going to happen. And to be honest, the truth with you, I don't want to ever be like that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, like I said, because I just bring a whole lot of stuff on me. I already was loaded down. I had all of these cares and concerns that I was dealing with, and then I was still trying to deal with somebody else's stuff too. Yeah. But I had to learn how to separate it all, but still retain that love, that care, that compassion and whatnot for that individual and never yeah. condemn them. And not only that, it... A lot of times you just have to totally just turn people loose. Really and truly you do. You just got to get them out of your circle completely. It's a really big life lesson, I think, for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. no matter what their scenario is. That's it. And I I think that that's a lesson that sometimes it's not even, I think, a lesson. I just think it's how people, you know, how you evolve through life. And you ebb and flow in and out of these worlds of individuals. And as more gets revealed, do you have to come to a decision of, is this good for me or not? Uh, Right. Right. That's it. And that happens in your career and that happens in your personal life. And that happens in general. And that never stops as long as you're breathing. 
No, no, ma'am, it, it does not stop. Because I tell you, after divorcing the children's father, I didn't even think about having uh, dating or anything for 12 years because children were in school. And my primary goal was for them to get out of school. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and also setting the path for them to be able to get out and sustain, be mm-hmm. able to sustain themselves. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I decided, you know, well, I, now I can breathe and I can take that time. But it was always this thing that's and I, it took me some years to realize that that I never wanted to grow. I never wanted to grow old by myself. Mm-hmm. That's why I married my second husband, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a mistake. Mm-hmm. But honey, I lasted, that, that marriage lasted, what, three years. Mm-hmm. And then when I found, like I said, it, it was just going around in circles and I decided I don't, not, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. I got out of it. it yeah. have any, had, I had no qualms about it whatsoever as a matter of fact i couldn't even tell you if he's dead or alive yeah because when i when i stepped out i mean i stepped out yeah then it was years after that before i picked the, the third husband and he was a great guy i met him because i was able to go to a junior college and that's where i met him going to night classes mm-hmm. and he was he was a great person until I found out this man had so many different bloodlines in his, in his body until he didn't know who he was himself. Mm. And when I said, put me through literal hell, mm. he did. Mm. And when I'm, and then I made the decision, okay, you know what, Lord, I am not by myself. I'm never, ever by myself. I don't need a man to be with me. I'm not alone, not alone at all. So when I finally made that decision and I got that man out of my life, that's when I decided, you know what? (laughs) I can stand being alone or living by myself because I'm never ever alone. I'm always around people. And then when I I do encounter some that were acting just like those two husbands were, I could always step away from them. And right. I, made, I made that decision, get these people out of my life, get them out of my circle and move on. Right. Because again, I didn't even know that he had died until a friend of mine sent me a notice that she saw his, his uh, obituary in the paper. And see, I could have been still hanging on to that premise that I, I didn't want to be alone and just trying to just hang on and, right. and be so worn down that I, I wouldn't be any good to myself or anybody else. Right. And so now I have come to that conclusion that I can, I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it by the grace of God. And I have some good people in my life. No, there's no question you have good people in your life. And, and, and it's interesting. So you talk about the marriages regarding relationships in your career or in your personal life on a 
female to female woman friends or have you ever been faced with relationships that you also had to make a choice to say this isn't good for me this isn't healthy it's unbalanced whatever have you yes ma'am i have and i mean close relationships relationships that i stayed in for quite a long time and relationships where i really thought was good for me until one day i woke up and found out uh-uh, I do not need this. I really and truly, uh, I have learned in my life, I never want to be a negative thinking person, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh, I have too much to be thankful for. I have too much that I that has been given to me. And I don't need to be negative about anything because I have the ability to make the choice to do what it needs to be done or not to do it. And I always make the choice. I always say, I take life. I'll always want to have a, a, a good life, an abundant life, and yeah. a joyful life. Yeah. And I do. Well, so, I mean, so, but they've still been lessons for you one way or another, John, is, 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 because it's a process. It is a process. And it is a learning process. And and I think I think, you know, we go into life relationships, uh, open hearted. I mean, unless you're so damaged and so closed off. Right. Right. And then I think that when more gets revealed about people, mm -hmm. that does not make it wrong or bad. It just means that I have found it to be interesting because I do have a lot of great people in my life, uh -huh. but I also find it interesting that, um, you know, you're a very caring woman. You give a lot of your heart. I'm sure you've had to learn boundaries over oh, time. Oh, yes, I have. Right? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. But you're still going to show up the beautiful human being that you are and nobody you're going to allow to dim your light nope. so that doesn't necessarily mean that all those people are supposed to be in your life or that you're supposed to give to them or that they can be threatened by that gift that you Thank just you. walk in with as you are who you be who right. you were born to be and that's not something you should have to dim your light for so i would imagine that there have been times that that has not been always the easiest choice to go, wow. Yeah, it ha might not be easy, but it's one that you, 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 I can, and I, I finally have realized that I can't do it without the faith that I have in God. And I, right. I, right. And that's when my faith be, begins to e mature even much more because right. I know when I'm, he has given me that ability to do that and to know and discern when it's something that is not good for me, even though I would still like to be connected to it, that I, right. I, need, to I need to turn it loose. And that is even some good friends. Uh, right. I, me, and, and, and there are some good, good people, but still in all, they don't have the same... Uh, they don't think the same way that you do. They don't feel the same way that you do. And and, and because of that, uh, I don't need to be, I, I really and truly don't need to be in that environment. 
So I have to step away from it. And uh, do I regret it? it, It'll bother me, but it's not going to, uh, it's it's not going to dim, like you said, it's not going to dim my light. I'm not going to allow it to. I'm not going to allow it to. So, you know, as you look at your life and how it's evolved, um, and where you're at today, um, are you happy with how things have, you know, where, where you are, how you evolve, where you've landed at this point in time? Yes, ma'am. You know? I yeah. am delirious, okay? <laughs> I am just totally delirious, even with my body that has been, you know, how, how your, body's, your body deteriorates. It, it, it does. Stuff comes on it that you, go, you, you try to think, where did this come from? But even with that, I'm still okay. I am still okay. In this process that I was going through with the physical therapy, it has changed my life so until I'm making a total change in lifestyle, okay? And I'm getting ready to send a note to my therapist to let her know that because I had one of the best young woman, she was from Cuba, and she was so compassionate, but she had skills that was unreal. And she had so much patience with me. And she wanted to make sure that I was getting it right and it was affecting me. And it has made all of the difference in the world with my body and my thinking and everything. I'm getting ready to write a note to her to her a job to let them know what she did to me and how she did, what she did to cause me to know that I had to make a lifestyle change. And mm-hmm. because of that, I'm making a lifestyle change and my life and my body is totally, totally different. Does mm-hmm. it still hurt? Yes, Lord. Because some days it still hurts. And, and does the ex- and I'm still doing the exercise because she gave me an app that I have on my phone. I couldn't get on the floor Felicia, I couldn't get in the bathtub and get out. I'm doing exercises on the floor. You hear me? Yes. And I can, and she even taught me how to get up off of the floor. I don't, I've learned how to not bend over, pick up something, how to squat to get it. That's just a lifestyle change. That's all it took. I have learned these things and it has made so much difference in my life. So, yes, I am totally, like I said, I'm just delirious of what's going on. So, so in that, and, 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 you know, getting to this point where we've been on the, we've been on this call for probably close to two hours. Right. We could probably do another two hours, but but (laughs) I won't do that to you. Um, in, in wrapping it up, basically, and, and speaking of how you're delirious and your perspective on life, you know, if you were to be, you know, if, if it were not choices, but, you know, money's important, life, health is important, family is important, friendship's important, uh, belief is important, mindset's important, what would be you know, 
what would be your passion purpose in life your legacy what would you say out of those things is it all important what do you, you know what would be the again a lesson that you would want to leave or inspire whether it's young women young children you know what have you what would be a statement that you would want to state that you would like as a legacy statement and that is if it's it's Mostly I've been talking about me, okay, all righty, yeah. yep. okay, but I, I'm talking about me of what I've gone on so that I can express it to somebody else that I have been able to accomplish it, this, but it was not because I was by myself. I have had help along the way, and I pray that somebody who has is affiliated with me or has seen me or has walked by me or walked with me or seen me that I have been able to affect their lives in some way and let them know that whatever they need to do, that they are able to do it. You just need to, first of all, you need to have confidence in yourself. You got and you got to like yourself, and I like myself a whole lot. I really truly do. Once you become to the point where you love you, then you are able to do whatever else needs to be done. And I pray that I will have had that type of an effect on, on those around me. I want that to be my legacy because it wasn't all about me. I went through this for it to be passed on to somebody else that their lives will be made better. And that's what I try to do every day is to make somebody else's life better. I love that. I mean, that was like, that was like cannolis and Spumoni ice cream, <laughs> and bagel and lox, like all wrapped up in one. All wrapped up in one. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. Yes, we need it. That was so yes. good, JT. I yes. love that. And it's, you know, you're, I mean, self love and confidence. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Because if you can, if you, if you, and I think that's what happens to a lot of people and what's going on in this world. They don't love themselves. They don't know how to love themselves. And when you don't know how to do that, you really don't know how to reach out to others. And until you get to that place where you have that confidence in you and you like, love, you like and love who you are, and then you can always express it to somebody else. Because, honey, we got some stuff going on, uh, Felicia, that I never, ever thought. And I have seen some stuff because I went through those those bad, uh, bad days, the, the uh, segregation and all of that, not being able to go to a counter and sit down and order something. I've gone through all of that, going to a theater and having to go up in the top of the theater in the balcony. And go, and not only that, had to go through the back door to get up there. I had been through all of that, but I went through all of that, and I appreciated that I did go through all of that. But now my life is so, so much better. It is so much better, and I like myself so much more. And then I like, I, I love people. I'm a people person. 
I don't, and, and talking about being alone, and I was saying because I wanted to be married because I thought I was going to grow old alone. I am never alone. I am never alone. And I appreciate that. And then I have you in my life, and I have Randy, and I have Kathy in my life. And that's the icing on the cake, okay? Oh, wow. We're the lucky ones. I'm telling you, when I stop and think about Randy, what the periods that he went through, and I stop and think about the periods that Kathy went through, and I had to stand strong in each and every one of them, never, ever giving up, always saying, I love you. Always saying, because I, I, a thing that I always told my kids, you can do ever, whatever you want to do, but you just have to have the right mindset to do it. Yeah. That's... I, I have two children who love me dearly, and I love them dearly. I really, I, I, even when I stop and think about all the crying I did with Randy, but then I have done a whole lot of crying with Kathy too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. But I, they, I, and I still, there's still tears that come sometimes. Oh, sure. But it's going, it's, it's how I deal with it. Yeah. And I, feel, I feel now that I have the strength and the will to be able to deal with it because where I am in my life, because I am living a good life. Yeah, you are. I really and truly am. Well, you, you are such an inspiration to me. And I think just highlighting because I feel like we've only just highlighted I mean we talked about a lot of things but I feel like they're just highlights because you can't talk about 86 years in two a little over two hours there's, yeah, just, right. there's just no right. way let's call it spade a spade <laughs> you that's, know that's, that's right. right so that's but the aspects of these elements of these bits of linking all these things combined really is a story of inspiration, really is a story of courage, really is a story of perseverance, really is a story of belief, really is a story of empowerment and choice and making decisions to keep getting up, to keep going forward, to keep believing in your truth, just continue to shine your light and to be of of, you know, again, you're a servant leader for, for no better term in my book of who you represent in my book, besides the fact that you're my delicious mother-in-law, you know, that is just really just somebody that I think that hearing your story and knowing who you are is is a gift is a gift of a human being is a gift of somebody that i think is a treasure and to be treasured and um <clears throat> that i hope that you do touch many people's lives through not only hearing this story but i know that you touch a lot of people's lives that's why people want to be around you and with you and get from you and so forth to the point where i know that you've had to like figure out how to 
persevere and, and preserve all at the same time. But I just love you. I love you for taking the time to share with me. I love you for taking the time to, you know, maybe we'll sit down and have another two hour conversation because we both know we're good at that with each other. Well, but we've never had this kind of conversation ever, ever. And I love it. I love it. And and I thank you for even at the very end talking, you know, just you even just, you know, shared a little bit. I mean, it's one liners about the reality of things that you have been through, including, you know, having to not be able to sit at the counter and having to sit above and go through the back door. I mean, you're, you know, sadly of that age of time when you were born. And that's why I asked you early on about your experience in the fifties, being a young woman, getting, you know, your education, getting to be a part of the army, having to make choices, you know, going through life early on as a single mom, as a black female in this country where women didn't have voting rights, let alone blacks didn't have voting rights. So it's like, you know, it's interesting because when I talk to a lot of young women who are pretty much like 40 and younger, I don't know what history lessons they've been taught or not taught, uh-huh. um, but many seem to think that the life that they lead today is how it's always been. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and being a product of parents who would now be in their mid eighties and early nineties and being a product of being a kid raised in the sixties and seventies under the age of 10, you know, did know of what my family and your family were up against. And, and those were very, pivotal points in our history of what we live through today, what we live into today. The reason why you can knock wood, live a better life than then. And how, how far we've come and how, how going backwards isn't a choice. That's it. That is it. Uh, talking about voting rights, uh, ever since I, you know, when you turn 70, you have the ability to, you have the choice, I put, to vote, uh, you know, mail-in ballot. Well, when I turned 70, I started with the mail-in ballot, and I'm 86 now, so what happened? That's what, 16 years? Yes. I've been mailing a ballot. Well, this, because uh, we just have primaries here. Yes. Guess what? I had uh, requested a mail-in ballot some time ago because they always would send me, you know, a, a, a letter, and I had requested a mail-in ballot. Well, guess what? I never received it, and I thought, okay, what's going on here? But I went online, and one of the new laws that they have put in effect here in Texas is the mail-in ballot. They cut it out. Well, I just said, you know, when I found that out, I got off the phone. I said, you know what? I got news for you. I will stand in line to vote. And I went to vote early. I said, I will stand in line 
and I don't care how long it will take because I'm not walking on a cane anymore. And Kathy had bought me this little chair that you can carry along with you and you sit down. But I didn't even carry the chair with me and I didn't even take the cane in with me. We stood in line and got up to the voting machine and cast a vote. I said, because I will not go back to where it used to be. I refuse to do that. I don't care how many laws that they pass. Because it's, it's the mindset of man that begins to think that they're God and they're not. And they'll do everything in their power that they can to take you back to where it used to be. But I got news. Uh-uh. I'm not going back that way. And so when the uh, election comes up, if I have to stand in line, I will stand in line again. And I have made that decision. I will not, I don't care what's going on, what's in their minds. I will not be deterred. I will not. I think that's such an important message, JT, because I know that with this more recent laws trying to be passed throughout many states of not making voting accessible, of not, of, of trying to, you know, make it where people will be, you know, turned away because they won't put forth the efforts because of how challenging it is being made to right. get their votes in. That they're trying to, you know, in their own way, gerrymander the whole cause and effect. And unfortunately, we have seen in our country since 2016, a, a very turn, chain, turn of events. Okay, yes. A turn of events that I think for decades people never saw coming, including this war that we're witnessing right now. And, and the cause and effects that that's going to have on this country, it's already having leading into it. I mean, we haven't seen inflation like this since the 70s. So a lot of people have never experienced inflation. A lot of people never experience, you know, um, a lot of things right. um, that I think that they were that they were either not paying attention to, or not not staying educated about, or just simply unconscious of the fact that these things are all possible if given the opportunity. Given the opportunity, that's right. Yeah including women's rights as well as voting rights as well as you know why we've had the issues with uh discrimination and you know all the things that we're not going to get into the i mean we can but right but but the reasons why we have to speak up stand up um and and i do remember i loved as soon as I turned 18, knowing I had the right to vote. And I remember the very first election I voted for was in the presidential election. And I literally just come from having my, um, my wisdom teeth pulled. So I was like, not completely present, but mm -hmm. I can tell you that I know exactly <laughs> who I voted for. And, um, and I was proud to have done that at the time. 
my point to all of that is not about that story. It's about the fact that there are so many people around the world that would give their IT to have the right to vote. Yes, Lord. And mm -hmm. we have fought for those rights. And yes, we Lord. have been given those rights through on the backs of a lot of people fighting for those rights. And the fact that there are people who are going to try to keep that from happening and the fact that they're trying to make that go backwards and that we're our country has swung in this direction yep. that is unrecognizable um and 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 kind of reflective on the world as a, at large right now um not entirely but many countries have you know tried to swing in directions that if people weren't paying attention could like in a in a flip of a switch that's it have have a new reality so to speak and i think that's why we're also seeing this very demonstrative behavior in the world right now it's like the if i can't get my toy then i'm gonna you know do this bullshit oh, yeah. you know, you're gonna destroy humanity and, and, yeah. a, and a country having temper I mean, tantrums it's just it's just you know when you were talking about sunday school like you i was going to sunday school every sunday mm -hmm. and the things that i was witness to that i used to think god did i like imagine this and it wasn't until i had a conversation with my brother a couple of years back mm -hmm. that we both were having the same experience which was seeing a lot of holocaust movies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our family in our household did not talk about it talk did not about make it. that heaviness on us uh i don't think our families on either side well not not on either side but on my father's parents' side, mm -hmm. had really gone through that. So there was no conversation about a, any survivors or whatever. It just, but it was very much a reality that was put before us as little kids in our Sunday school environment that history could always repeat itself. Yeah. And yeah. do not forget. And if this was in the 40s and now we're being shown this in the 60s, <laughs> that that was only a 20 plus year difference. difference yeah. And it was like it just happened yesterday, basically. And I think what was so interesting about those childhood experiences, JT, was that none of my peers, none of my little friends were getting the same kind of conversation other than the kids I was going to Sunday school with. And they happen to be all little Jewish kids. Mm -hmm. So my Catholic friends, my Lutheran friends, my Presbyterian friends, my Unitarian friends, my Baptist friends, none of, none of them. None of it. None of them were, were hearing these, these stories or seeing these films. So I used to think, why am I so deep? Why am I so heavy in thought? Why am I so concerned and worried when none of my friends walk this walk? Walk, right. And also being a little kid whose parents were a mixed marriage, you know, the Sicilian Catholics and the, you know, the, 
I don't know if my family's from Ukraine or part of the, the uh, part of Russia because you know Russia doesn't right. even identify Jews. Right. You know, on the passport you're stamped Jew. It's not so I'm not even sure because I've never done our DNA where exactly they're from. But the you know that side of the family like that's that mixed marriage was a marriage that you know for for all intents and purposes in the 50s was an interracial marriage right right and not an acceptable marriage certainly even within their own households so i i i didn't have to be um a little black girl to to see discrimination come on I understand. Right. And and so I learned at a very young age discrimination. I learned at a very young age uh, fear of history repeating itself, um, why you had to be educated, why you had to speak up, why why it was so important to to stand for 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 the for the person who may not be able to voice themselves. And it's interesting going through life and going through life that I personally lived and going through life that I've continued to personally live and, um, and be somebody who's passionate and be somebody who's loving and caring, but also feel like somebody who can be very misunderstood very easily for what I take a stand for. Yes. Uh, uh, talking about that, uh, when I used to visit Randy when he lived in the apartment complex and his landlord, Jack. Yeah. Jack, Jack's parents were Holocaust survivors. I and I used to have all, I would, every time I would go to the laundry room, I would always run into Jack. And Jack and I had lots of conversations. And that's when I really and truly began to become aware of the Holocaust and what they went through, the people who, who were in that court in that, how, what they went through. That's when I made the decision, okay, we are not the only ones. Blacks are not the only ones, okay? And, I, and, I, and a lot of people will look at me and say, why are you saying that? Well, I have good reason to say that because in talking with him, he wasn't in the Holocaust, but his family members talked about it and and were very adamant about it teaching him about it and he said and i i didn't live in the holocaust and i'm thankful that my parents survived it he said but i'm not i don't want to hear the things that they're talking about trying to make me feel you know like i had something to do with it right. and we used to have some long conversations long conversations about that Mm-hmm. And he said, because I want to so badly, he said, I want to go to a Baptist church where I can sit there and sing with the people and, 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 and holler and shout and carry on. He said, but you know what would happen to me if I would do that? I said, I understand. I truly understand. But that's when I really and truly began to open up. We are not the only people. We are not. And Black lives matter. We do matter. But we are not the only ones who have ever been segregated against and had to go through not being accepted as the people who we are. Yeah. So yeah. That, that has always stuck with me. Always yeah. stuck with me. 
And I've learned to, uh, I've been to a lot of the museums and see, uh, looked at the, the atrocities that happened to those people and what they had to go through and how there are so many who did survive. They did survive. Well, and I think it's interesting, you know, and one of the many reasons why I thought it was so important for us to sit down today, not only to tell your personal story, but what, how many, how many aspects of things that you do represent being a woman of your age and what you lived in and, and, and the time that you've grown up in and the importance of the time you've grown up in also being a black individual, as well as a black female, as well as a mother and a career woman, what that magnitude means. And yes, while you are running this path of your life journey, other people's life journeys that really do parallel your life journey, different right. names, different parts of the world, or different part, you know, but really, and that's why Blacks and Jews have actually really fought. That's why, the, you know, so many Jews stood up for the civil rights. Right, because right. they knew firsthand. Yeah, what it knew. was all about. Correct. Yes. Correct. Correct. And, and, you know, the fact that many of these conversations in, in education, whether it's the history of Blacks or the history of Jews is being squashed. And it's not just about Blacks and Jews, it's about anybody's history. It could be Indian, could be Mexican, it could be Chinese, yeah. Japanese. I don't care where you come from. Everybody's history, cultural beliefs oh, all matter. And I don't want to, you know, somebody come down and go, no, it's just, you know, one thing that matters. No, nope. we're nope. living, breathing, you know, entities that matter. And we're only here for a blip. That's it. And I thank God because I never thought I'd live this long. And I, but, I, but I thank God that I have lived this long. And, uh, and I'm, I'm learning each and every day that and all, we were all made in the same image. We all came from the same almighty God. We, we did, we, uh, blood, the blood runs warm in your veins and my veins, okay? Yes. Yes, indeed it. It's, yeah. And I, I don't think it has changed color. No, I nope. mean, and that's the truth. It's like, you know, uh, <laughs> we, we need to be colorblind. Yes. I don't ask for I don't ask for blindness. I ask for us to be colorblind. I ask for us to be uh, religious and sexually oriented blind. Uh, right. That we all are made of the same things and dust to dust, you know, ashes to ashes, all those things. Uh, I also think that you know, yes, it's wonderful if you can become, you know, a billionaire if that's what's important to you. But it's what you do with those billions oh, that's yes. not about yep. being right. You know, yeah. I think a person without that money can be just as wealthy in their soul and their purpose if not more so than those who have endless amounts. I mean, do I think that that's, you know, you can be, I think you can be powerful however you choose to be powerful as long as it's for the good of others and for, for many. Others. And that is it. Yes, indeed. 
Well, well tell you what, I have enjoyed this as much as I hope that you have, and oh. I, I, I wouldn't have missed it for anything. But because when when I re received your phone call, I was just waking up and I looked at the clock and I said, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> and like because. I was like, my mother-in-law is standing me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I had kept all of the information on my phone, the, the text that you had sent uh, and the whole nine yards. So all I had to do was pull it up. But when I looked at the clock and then when you were gone, I said, oh, my goodness, because <laughs> my time is definitely different from your time. That's for it's, sure. Yeah. It's confusing that way for those very yeah. reasons. No, but boy, this has just been such an amazing gift of a conversation, JT. I really love you for taking the time to spend it with me. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I cannot wait to produce it, uh, you know, to its final point of dropping it. I, I imagine it's going to be probably in the next couple of weeks that this will be heard. Thank you so very much. Really. I mean, I know, I know that I, um, I know the funny bits of this to this morning, which I thought was like, oh, is this a test? Is this happening? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, does she really want to do this? I, I think she wants to do that. Like, you know, the, where the mind can go. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what <laughs> happens when you, things go through your mind like that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> shut up already. Like, whatever is going to happen will happen. <laughs> that's it. Um, but honestly, seriously, such a cool conversation, JT. I mean, I don't mean to say such a cool conversation, but really such a gift. Really, you're a treasure. I love you so much. Well, I love you too. Love you guys. And I and my my son just doesn't know what I what a treasure he has. And I keep telling him that. Uh, <laughs> he yes, and when I stop and think about how long y'all have been together, because <laughs> when I go back and think about of three marriages, <laughs> out of all of those three marriages, it would never add up to the number of years that y'all have been together. And I, I just bless God for that. I, I really uh -huh. truly do. I really truly do. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't know how it's happened, frankly. I mean, meaning all the years, like, I, you know, you know, it's a one step at a time. That's that. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, give the give the uh, grand animals a hug for me, okay? You will do. For sure. <laughs> okay. All Love right. You so much. Thank Love you. Love you both. Okay. All right. All bye. Bye. -bye. I feel so fortunate to have had this opportunity to sit down with my mother-in-law, Jacqueline Tunsil. Her experiences in life are something to truly be treasured, and not just because she's my mother-in-law, but because she is a reflection of our society. She is a reflection of over eight decades of life experiences, of so much history, that if we don't embrace and don't learn from, we will continue to repeat. And we see this on a daily basis through national, through personal, through world platforms, 
platforms and it's her conversation with me that shares those bits of her, her story that integrates into all these things. I also look forward to you tuning in next week as I sit down with Jeremy Starrs, uh, co-director uh, and owner of Camp Nicolay for Girls, who has an opportunity to share with me his life experiences of growing up in a three-generation legacy business and how he's helping carry on that legacy to inspire many young women and go forward in life through sharing nature and learning to live together and raising young women up to become powerful participants in this world. Look forward to hearing what you have to say. Look forward to hearing what you think. Look forward to you continuing to listen. Look forward to you sharing this platform of mine called Camp Fifi Uncensored, where the spirit is young, the soul is wise, and the life stories are vast. Join me around the campfire where we talk about everything from soup to nuts or what I like to say from cannolis to egg in the holes. And don't forget the s'mores. It's a joy for me to have you join me. It's a joy for me to have you sit and listen. And it's a joy for me to have you be a part of this community. Much love. Look forward to being part of this more going forward. Thank you so much. Bye for now. (laughs) 